Welcome to the Asian Cards Podcast. Um, I know it's been a while since I last posted an episode, but I wanted to let you guys know that I'm trying to be more consistent with this. Um, kind of took a step back and thought that I would rather post episodes that are shorter in length, but more frequent rather than uh, longer episodes with more content and less frequency. Uh, most of the content that I want to share tends to be, you know, like one or two thoughts rather than uh, rather than whole uh, whole stories or uh, 30 minutes of talk. I'm sure no one really wants to hear people talk for 30 minutes straight. At least I don't. Um, so yeah, so a lot of time I'll think about some, like some random content, think that um, it'll be useful for you guys. And then, um, you know, it's usually just a couple of minutes, but I think it's something that would definitely help your guys' businesses. If you guys are thinking about, um, entering the, uh, the card, the card game. Um, so today I wanted to talk about shipping and, the title of this podcast is how to win the shipping game. Um, I was inspired the other day because I received a bunch of cards in a break. Um, none of them were top loaded, even the hits, um, they didn't have any uh, shell protecting them either. So as a result, a lot of them uh, got bent. Um, it wasn't a lot of money, so it didn't really matter to me. But, um, you know, I was thinking about it and I feel like a lot of people don't really know how to ship period. Um, as well as ship efficiently. So I'm hoping this podcast can address some of those points and really help um, you guys, listeners, cut some corners uh, when it comes to uh, shipping to get packages out as cheaply, as quickly, um, and as safely as as possible. Yeah, so the first thing that I want to talk about is buying labels on PayPal. Um, I buy a lot of packages every day, and I would say around... Uh, 80% of the packages that come in have like our envelopes in different sizes that with uh, handwritten handwritten addresses um, for both the sender and the receiver. And not really sure why people don't really use PayPal labels. PayPal labels are the best thing in the world. Uh, so the process flow is usually like this. Uh, you would go online, um, you know, just go on YouTube, figure out how to create a PayPal label. You'd go online, um, you'd go to the PayPal uh, label creating site. Um, you would type in the address, both uh, the sender's address and the receiver's address, uh, the weight of the package, um, the type of postage you want, uh, whether you want um, you know, first-class mail, um, which is usually reserved for one pound or 16 ounce or less, um, or priority mail, which is typically more expensive for heavier packages. Um, and then you would you know, you'd pay for the label, um, and then you would uh, print the label. Um, you know, it's very fast. Don't need to go to the post office. Don't need to write anything. It's awesome. Um, what's even faster is if your buyer paid goods and services, the address is already in PayPal. Um, so you can just go to the transaction link, uh, click print label, and it'll pull up a PDF of the label, which you can print directly. It's it's awesome. That being said, um, it might be helpful to have a scale um, or you can just estimate. Um, I usually put four ounces for if I'm shipping a couple cards, um, you know, if I'm, if I want to be more conservative, if my card is more expensive, I'll, I'll put eight to make sure that um, it gets to the customer 100% of the time. And I think, you know, um, there are a couple of main benefits for this, you know, especially in this time, um, it's a lot safer. Um, when I bring a prepaid label package uh, to the post office, I don't need to go to the counter. Um, all I do is drop it off in the bin 
um, at the entrance of the post office. Um, I've never done this my own um, because the uh, the post the blue post bins in New York are um, they only allowed like really thin letter mails. Rather unlike other places in the U.S. where uh, you can actually like pull the lever down and draw packages in them, um, but I'm assuming that you can drop uh, pre entire prepaid packages into the blue bins in other parts of the U.S. So in which case, like you wouldn't even need to go to a post office; you just drop it in one of those blue bins uh, for the post um, to for the postman to pick it up. Uh, the second benefit is that PayPal is is way cheaper. Uh, if I go to the post office and send first class mail across the U.S., uh, usually it would probably cost me around five dollars, five fifty. Um, if I had to buy something similar on PayPal, it would cost me only about three dollars. I would say my average pack is around uh, three dollars. So you know you're saving some money, uh, not a whole lot per package, but it certainly does add up, especially if you're doing a lot of um, a lot of volume in packages. Um, third, I would say it's faster. Uh, you don't need to write your own labels. You don't have to run into the problem of packages being illegible. Um, you know, I have really bad handwriting. Uh, it's it's really bad. Um, so like a lot of times people, you know, have trouble reading it. Uh, but if you type it on a computer, you know, no, uh, no problems, no problems at all. Um, and another benefit I would say, you know, the fourth benefit is that um, you have tracking that's always available. The if you ever need to go back to show that you, you shipped a package to a customer, uh, that history will always be in your PayPal. You click on the PayPal label that you bought, uh, which is on your transactions page, and you'll be able to uh, see the exact tracking number and the exact status. Um, a lot of times when I go to the post office, you know, I'll throw away the receipt or I'll take a picture of the receipt and then accidentally lose it or delete it, uh, which is actually kind of a, kind of a problem. Um, to go off a tangent here, um, one thing I would say is always, always, always keep uh, keep your tracking numbers um, because my people actually got locked the other day because it took too many friends and family payments. Uh, maybe that's you know time for another video, but my people got locked um, and in order to unlock it, they wanted me to provide tracking info for a lot of the packages uh, that I sold. Um, so I, if I didn't have those tracking numbers, then there's no way I could have unlocked my account. Um I guess another couple of cool things. Um, I didn't know this before, but you know, technically, you're supposed to ship the package the same day that you print the label. Uh, but you know, like no one really checks it. You can actually let it sit for 21 days before the uh, before the label expires. So that's pretty a uh, pretty fun fact. Um, and also, dollar amounts uh, for first class shipping are based on a quarters of quarters of pounds. So every four ounces, uh, you know, if you think of the pricing, it goes up in like a staircase. Uh, staircase fashion you know for zero to four ounces it's a certain price from four to eight certain price eight to twelve certain price uh 12 to 15.99 um ounces that's a certain price um so just something to be something to be aware of if you want to save some money um, now if you really want to level up you know if you're shipping a ton of packages in one day um i actually didn't discover this until you know maybe until two months ago uh but there's software out there uh for example shippo and SmartShip. ship uh, they're shipping aggregators um so what, what that allows you to do is it lets you um, upload excel csv files or google sheet files of multiple address lines at once multiple names at once and then um it lets you buy all the postage at once and uh, print out all the labels at once in one go um, unlike on paypal where you have to print them one by one 
Uh, and that's his, you know, if, imagine if you're doing like 100 packages a day, 50 packages a day, and if you save 30 seconds a minute on you, each package, uh, that's that's really significant. And if you can't tell, like I really like cutting corners and, you know, making things more efficient. So this, uh, I think this would certainly make you a little ahead of the game in the in the long run. Um, the second topic I want to talk about was um, is printing labels uh, and buying a label printer. Um, you know, one thing that I definitely should have done earlier uh, in my car's journey was definitely should have bought a lab- label printer. Uh, talking with my friends, there's two label printers that people generally use. Uh, the first is Rollo, R-O-L-L-O. Uh, the second is Dymo, D-Y-M-O. Uh, the Rollo printer, um, I paid, it was around $250. Um, you know, really... Uh, really expensive uh, for me, but um, Dymo is a little cheaper. I think the cheapest one's about 60, uh, goes up to about $180. Um, but I've heard really, really good things about Rollo. So I decided to buy it, um, that it never gets jammed, that Dymo sometimes gets jammed. Um, so yeah, it's been, I've had it for three weeks. I, I love it. It doesn't use ink. Um, it prints labels, I would say at about maybe three or four times faster than a regular printer. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Definitely, definitely would recommend label printer. Um, if you don't have a label printer, you have a regular printer, you can print these shipping labels using, uh, using sticky paper or like blank sticker paper that you can just buy on Amazon. You just look it up on Amazon, um, that you rip off the sheet. Uh, you can print, uh, two labels per sheet and you just rip it off and stick it on the package. Uh, that's also really good. Certainly beats, um, beats going to the post office. Uh, so would definitely recommend that as well. However, my printer tended to get jammed a lot. Uh, my Rolo has never, ever, ever gotten jammed. So would still definitely stick with the, uh, Rolo printer. Um, you know, my friends, I, I, for like six months, I was hesitant on buying a label printer because it was so expensive. Um, but you know, eventually came came down to it, and it's worth every worth every single penny. Um, one interesting thing is these label printers actually don't use any ink; they use heat to generate the color. So you know, you're not paying for ink, you're not paying for any toner. You're really, uh, really saving some money in the long run. And if you, you know, taking a step back, if you don't have the printer paper, uh, the sticky printer paper, which you should definitely buy by by the way. Um, you should just buy, use regular printer paper, uh, cut the sheet in half with a paper, uh, like a pair of scissors, and then use masking tape to, you know, tape the tape the four sides. That's probably the least efficient way, but it, you know, any to me, I hate going to the post office. Uh, the post office in New York is is horrible. They lose on packages. Uh, you know, I've lost thousands of dollars in the post office, and you know their service is really bad. I always leave feeling kind of depressed because their service is so bad. Um, so. This is definitely, definitely beats going to the post office. However, I will say that, you know, I'm in the suburbs right now in California and the, uh, the post office people here are much nicer and the lines are shorter, uh, but would still try to avoid going to the post office in at all costs. Uh, the final thing I want to talk about was uh, reusing packaging. I haven't really done this a lot, but I think I'm going to try to do this more. Um, so I think I've noticed that some people, they reuse um, packaging uh, that they get from other cards, which I think is really, really smart. 
Uh, you know, first it saves packaging costs, and second, um, it's really green. Um, and people use it for both inner and outer packaging. So, for example, instead of a bubble mailer, instead of like a card sleeve, they'll use like an old bubble mailer, and then they'll stick it into like, you know, a seven dollar flat rate envelope. Um, you know, just for just for extra protection and to save on some other card supplies. Uh, so, I think that's really cool and something I I definitely really want to um, invest in in the future or like work on in the future. Um, the second is I would definitely, definitely, definitely recommend buying uh, bubble bubble sized card sleeves. Um, you can find these on Amazon or eBay, but they're perfect for the size of graded cards. Uh, so you can just put these in, um, you know, an envelope. I, t- I typically, and they have an, a sticky adhesive on it. So you just put the card um, in the you just put the card in the envelope, and it's sealed. Uh, customers love it. They think that it's very. Uh, very safe and people definitely appreciate it when you know you value cards that other people spend uh, their hard-earned money on um so if i'm putting graded cards you know i'll just shove like five cards in the sleeve you know it's it's they're very durable never had any complaints uh back when i shipped like you know i'd ship like 20 zion prison psa 10s in a package um you know just to uh four of these bubble sleeves put five gm5 of them in and put them in like an envelope and it, it really does the job. Um, for raw cards, I generally just ship them in a bubble mailer. Um, sometimes I'll put cardboard. Sometimes I'll put just like old cards in sleeves. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, like if I'm just shipping cards, you know, to get graded, um, you know, no one's really paid for them. They're my cards. So um, I typically don't really care as much. But, you know, if, if someone's bought them with their own money, then uh, that, generally means that I pay a lot more attention to how I pack things, ship things. Um, I used to also put my business card. Um, so I designed a business card on Fiverr. Um, I used to put my business card in every, uh, in every package that I sold. Um, so I think that's really cool. If you want to create your own business card, would definitely recommend going on Fiverr for uh, designs. I think it cost me like $20. Took me like a week. Um, and I printed the cards another $10 uh, put them in the packages that I shipped, and you know it's always cool to uh, to see when people uh, receive my cards. I don't think people really do business cards, but I think it's a really nice to have cool thing to distinguish you apart from other uh, from other card sellers. Um, so yeah, this is that's all I had for today. Um, oh, so it ended up being a little longer than I thought. Uh, I originally planned for it to be a two, uh, two minute podcast, but as always happy to hear any feedback. Um, I'm trying to be more specific. Um, so one thing I want to talk about in the future is, um, I want to talk about breaks, um, introducing people to the world of breaks, um, hearing your thoughts on breaks, different, different break formats, uh, the larger breakers, um, introduction to breaks, um, as well as more, um, I guess, more specific, higher level content. Uh, for example, uh, buying without circumventing, buying cards without circumventing, um, without paying sales tax. Um, I could go over that. Um, I also wanted to go over um, different methods of accepting payment. Like I talked about earlier, my PayPal got shut down. Um, and you know, that's happened. It seems to be cracking down more and more and more. Uh, so, you know, I can talk about alternatives to, uh, to using PayPal. 
Um, you know, at the end of the day, happy to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, uh, whatever you guys will add value. But um, so I'm always happy to hear hear uh, your guys's feedback on on anything. You know, this is some someone suggested to me this to me. I uh, thought it was a really good topic. So here we uh, here we are. Also happy to answer any questions on uh, on Instagram. Just DM me. Um, also, um, I do have a Facebook group. Um, if you search in the search bar called Raymond's Card Cave, uh, where I post um, my breaks, where I post um, my cards for sale. Um, so, you know, if you want to take a look there, um, that's usually where I first post. I usually post in the Facebook group, then I post on post on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening to this podcast, and see you guys soon.